gets away. Mountel still got Better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Righto, we are back on the couch. Uh, beautiful day here on the north coast. Bit of rain overnight. Woody's back. You're always here. Barnsey, you're back from the dead, I think. Are you all right? Yeah, I've had a bit of a rough trot last few days. I've been pretty crook, so uh, yeah, Park, back into Parkway it. Lane get you? Parkway Lane, Parkway Drive. Oh, sorry, Parkway Drive. Shit, Jesus. Um, no, I was crook even before that. I just I just doled my, dosed myself up with bloody... Not COVID. Nah, it's not COVID. I tested and that. I just um, I just dosed myself up with drugs to get through that night. It was fucking great. Oh, that was one of the best. That is just a good I, experience. I'd, I'd, I'd say that's the best live experience. I reckon Parkway I've seen. They were unbelievable. Really? Where, where we got like we got um Jeff, who we done the podcast with. He hooked us up with these hell double A fucking passes, and we were in the sound tower yeah. for Megadeth, which was like a legendary old school heavy metal band from America, and then for Parkway. It was the most fucked up view of that style of show. I don't think you could be in a better oh, spot, eh? Like, could, and the sound was so strong. We were right in front of the big giant stacks. Was speaking. it shaking? Felt like the yeah. sound was going through my fucking whole body. Yeah, it was like where Louis. Yeah, so basically, we were standing behind Louis, fucking for Parkway. Yeah. And mate, the the circle, the crowd, the mosh pit, the body. Yeah, I don't know the pyro, like the pyro oh. for the show. <laughs> Jeff, were, Jeff's a legitimate freak in the music he writes. And then, you know, what Winston did, you know, his voice was gone halfway through the show yeah, and Woody he found a way to Monday, finish yeah. it. Wow. That was great. Yeah. Righto. Uh, and we welcome Jared. Welcome downtown Brisbane. Morning, gentlemen. And, uh, Barnsley, I hope you're feeling uh, better, mate. But the good news is that uh, while you were doped up on drugs to watch the concert, you probably weren't on your own. No, no, I don't ah. reckon I would have been. Um, yeah, it yeah. was. What, what would you have said, Woody? The it's people like, watching was some of the oh, best. It's like it was like going on fucking safari in Africa. <laughs> You're seeing all, lots of different animals, all sorts of different animals, and I reckon some people that had left their house for the first time since COVID. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we we thought that some of the heavy metal crew. Like their diets are monster energy drinks and their um, traveller pies from the server. That's what they'd live on. Yeah. Right out, boys. Yeah, I, knew, di- I, I knew it was an event I didn't want to miss. Yeah. <laughs> we saw you in the audience. Uh, we're going to dig right into the NRL. I want you two on the couch to concentrate. We've got about 15, maybe 20 people in front of, uh, in front of us. So we've got four rounds to do something serious. Otherwise, we're gonna, we might be bankrupt. Well, let's go. Okay. So... Uh, Jared, uh, what games would we like to preview this week? Uh, obviously, I'd imagine starting with tonight's blockbuster, Eels Roosters. Yeah, I think that's a great great place to start. Roosters, Eels. Um, bit of a question mark I thought about the Eels and where they're coming from at the moment. They come through a very tough opening four weeks. The Storm, the Sharks, the Eagles, the Panthers finally got a win on the board last week at home against their arch rivals, the Panthers. I thought there was a 
obvious, very big lift uh, in attitude from them. Um, some of their form in the Eagles game I thought was okay. Uh, clearly their defence improved significantly. Uh, off that big lift, I just wonder if there's a little bit of a letdown and a bit of wear and tear coming through those four weeks. Uh, now, having Paulo out, that's significant for mine. I think he's a key leader to their team. Aside from uh, Moses and their dummy half, I think he touches the ball near as much as anybody else in the team and big metre eater and defensively in the middle. And I think they're already weak in the middle and losing him is significant. Roosters get uh, a freshen up off a bye, which they needed. Their start of the season, a bit hampered with some injuries. But they then won second up. Then I thought they were very good against the Rabbits. And that was a high-quality game. Still missing Manu and Lodge and a couple of other forwards. But their record against the Eels is excellent. And uh, eight from eight against the Eels when they've been at home. I think at home is a big key difference. I mark the game wider than the market at the moment. The market's only five and a half. I was certainly closer to eight. I think the Roosters, fresh off a break, I really like the look of what they can do tonight. And I thought they could win. Gee, that's a telling stat, isn't it? Eight from eight at home. Yep, yep, it is. And uh, their record at the SCG prior when they are at the football stadium, now when they're back at the new stadium, is very, very good. They make home ground uh, a big advantage to them. I also thought the game on what looks to be a dry track, I think there's going to be some points in it because the Eels have been opening up and leaking a little bit too many. Uh, the Eels on the way back, Barnsley, after last week? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Jared's right with Junior Paulo being out. He's such an in- integral part of what they do. Because mate, he sucks in that many people around the ruck, and that allows then Moses and them to play off the back of that to get their game line, and, and then Gutho to come through the middle. So, I think without him playing, I don't. I'd, I'd be tipping the Roosters. I think he wears the biggest pair of shorts in the NRL. <sighs> what are they? Forty seven. I think they're fifty twos. Fifty two. But he's not—he's not fat. No, he's not fat. He's, he's just, just a wide. ball of wide muscle who, and he's so skillful. He's a five—he's yeah. a five-eight playing in like Malata's body. I Jordan love it Malata's when they like last year when they were on fire and they were playing good. He dead set start doing you know like what the halfbacks do when they hold the ball out. Yeah. and shit? he does all the crazy shit when they're going well. Yeah, he's a, he's a very. He's just a player. great example of a of a front rower who, with age, has got better year by year. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that's the same? With, is it Papa Lee? Papali? He's kind of the same, Well, yeah, eh? well uh, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, uh, we're not doing the Raiders today, but the Raiders last week, I mean, he was their be- all but their best player, and they had some very disappointing offerings. Uh, you know, the big fella's been out for weeks. It was his first game back. He had no match fitness yet. Big body, and he was just enormous. Yeah. They've both got good haircuts. They're both shaped yeah, well, like a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a clothes dryer. How, how, how yeah. would you, what, what would you be thinking if you, like when you have your state of origin appearance? How I'm would on you the wing and they've, I've, come, I've, done a, I've done a kick return and yeah. I've come back into the middle and I'm running up and there's a full U-shaped Papalese in the middle. I'd turn around and run the other way. <laughs> Otherwise, right, you'd have uh, to fucking dig me out of Suncorp. <laughs> Six foot under. Uh, second game we're going to highlight is uh, Rabbits versus Storm, Jared. It is. And uh, listen, the, the Melbourne Storm limping along at the moment, they have this amazing record over Souths. They've won 31 of the last 37 times they've played. Wow. Now, the Rabbits won the last matchup, which was late last year, 24-12, in Sydney at Homebush. Um, the six times that the Rabbits have won against the Storm in their history, they've never won back-to-back wins. 
So under a little pressure here, they get the help of being at Homebush. But, gee, they've still um, got some key middles out. You know, they've got uh, six forwards out for mine. And they come off that big emotional lift last week. I thought they were a touch lucky to actually get the win. It's great for the club and for the occasion that they did. I just wonder if there's not a bit of an emotional uh, uh, letdown off the back of that. But, gee, the Storm are just limping along at the moment. Still without Pappenhausen, Nelson, Hughes. Um, I thought the Storm of 12 months ago would have put the Tigers away by 50 or 60 last week. The Tigers are just horrible. Um, their left edge defence, the Storm just continued to expose uh, Munster at his best. He's a key in. Um, but I think in Sydney, with the Storm at the moment leaking 22 to 24 points a week, which is so unusual for them, and their record when they're away and over their last six games at covering the line is very poor, only four of their last 16. Really tricky game. I went with the Rabbits. I think on form they should win, but a bit of a question mark with those forwards out and that amazing poor record against the Storm. Jeez, 80, so you're, you're calling for the 84 percenter? To be broken. Those odds, are, yes. they're, they're very telling again. They are. Mm. I don't know if you boys caught up with, uh, with it last night, but the Rabbits are actually releasing that jumper as a special jumper, the John Sattler jumper with the half rabbit. Um, uh, you can ju- I think you can jump online as of maybe Friday and purchase it. Um, they'll sell like crazy. Oh, you kid you. So they're, and they're only pre-orders. Are you going to get one, Condor? I think I will, yeah. Yeah, yeah I loved it. I, I love what I just loved everything about what South did last week. They just did oh, so well. What, what they that did with the evening was yeah, was just outstanding. The and was uh, sick. did you uh, have, have you heard any of the South's players talk about having the Sattler family in the huddle um, prior to the game? No. Nah. Uh, gee, they spoke well. They just said yeah, it was just. Yeah. They just felt they felt privileged to be standing there with you know with his son and uh, you know and uh, well his uh, his wife went down and. Um, I think they and might have had, mom. yeah, he's my, yeah, I think they might have had three or four in the huddle. That's special. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's mm. really special. Yeah, did a great. And job. it's amazing, you know. I mean, so, so many quality players across all clubs and and most sports do some amazing things after the game. And off the back of that, and such a big emotional night, and then there was, you know, a, a really key song um, after the game, uh, which wasn't covered on TV. But then Cameron Murray, you know, walking around the ground, ends up giving his boots to a young, I think. You know, seven or eight year old girl in the crowd uh, who had a, a rabbit's jumper on. You know, she's in tears. There's some great footage of that. I mean, the, what what the players do in so many occasions like that is just outstanding. Yeah, and I touched on it uh, on Monday, but I think it's just so good to see George Piggins back in the fold after all the sort of angst that's been there with the club and the fact that obviously Johnny Sattler was uh, by his side when they marched and actually getting Souths back into the comp. So it's really good to see George in his latter years, uh, has sort of mended the fences with the uh, hierarchy at the Rabbits as well. Very important. Absolutely. Uh, third game, Sharks versus the Warriors. Yeah, I thought this was a highlight game to have a play this week. Um, Sharks, I have mentioned before, when you're back-to-back away and then returning home, I mentioned it about the Warriors last week where they got up, up with that win when they had their first game back at Auckland. Well, we've got the Sharks coming off three away games where they played Parramatta, then they went to Canberra, then last week to Cogra, now back at Shark Park, where their record is outstanding. Won 15, uh, sorry, 11 of their last 15, but won nine of their last 11 against the Warriors at Shark Park, which has been a bit of a voodoo game uh, ground for the Warriors. 
Pines back last week. What an athlete. He was just absolutely super. Um, his touches, his line breaks, his tries, his, just his influence on the game was outstanding. Um, and he's only going to get better with um, some match fitness. Uh, I love the fact that they're prepared to attack and their intent to shift the football and play to their strengths. Uh, gee, there's some uh, coaches around who can learn from just watching what they try to do with their attack set up and execution. Warriors, good last week, won three of four, uh, won that home game. I like their resolve and their attitude and their defence, but um, they're certainly one of the ones at the moment, I think, still finding their way over the attack. They had a lot of football where they should have come up with more points. Uh, I think this is a tough game for them. Uh, they're miss- missing some key players. I-, I think it'll be announced today that Tofu Harris will be out. Uh, they're missing um, uh, Martin at six, Barrett in the in the forwards. Sharks back at home where they're very good. I do like the Sharks. The Lions 11 and a half. I had it north of 14. I think the Sharks win. And let's make them the best bet of the week. Best wow. bet of the week. Okay, Sharks giving start. I think there's a pretty telling stat, Jared, with them returning to uh, back down to uh, the Shire as well, isn't it? Uh, so they've come oh, off, is, yeah. what, free home, uh, free away games? Hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah, and you know, I, I mentioned last week probably the best in the comp at returning home off a number of away games is the Warriors. Well, probably one of the next best would be the Sharks when they've had a few away games and they get back to Shark Park. And you know, their record there last year take the two semi final or the last round and the semi final out of what they did last season. Their record at home was outstanding, and they had some big wins. They beat the Eels at home. They beat the Storm at home. They just grow another leg down in the Shire. I want I want Nico Hines at at six for New South Wales. That's me. Well, uh, Cleary at seven. Yeah. What would you do, Beric? Would you go with the incumbent or would you bring Nico in? Who is at six at New South Wales? Luai. 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 Mm. Yeah, it's a hard, it is a difficult one, mate. Combos matter, but in saying that, it hasn't it hasn't got Fuck you the win the last yeah. couple of years. So I. You know, I, I don't think it's such a bad idea. Oh, he's got to be. I you think know, he's got thing, to be in the starting 13. The thing about he? Nico, he's a big body too. When in origin, yeah. that sort of matters as well. I just, so. I just reckon he's got more to offer with his run game than Jeremy. Yeah, than agree. Luau. I just Luau, think he's, got, yeah. he's just got so much more X Luau's factor. more into fucking just being a pest and shit. I don't know. When the game well, is on the, the line... I don't know. I'd rather I think we can be guaranteed one thing. Freddie will fuck it up. So. Oh, jeez, you guys are critical. Like, fucking oh, back have, your own for no, once. I haven't rated him fuck since the start. Are, I've no. said it from the start. I don't rate no him. No wonder you blokes lose every year. Oh, we shut don't. up. I don't rate him. We I don't rate him and I still don't rate him and Hines has to be in the third eh? I'm with yeah. you, Woody. Well, I think the other interesting point that's telling at the moment is the Panthers are really struggling for points. Mm. And you've got the same combination playing for the Panthers as you have for New South Wales. Well... You know, for, for mine, that starts to highlight the fact that maybe it was a couple of key players around the six at the Panthers that were contributing to their points over recent seasons. Mm-hmm. Like kick out. Which for mine only yeah. strengthens the argument of why you bring Hines in. Because yeah. he makes things happen. Yeah. It's a fair point, Jared. I think Penrith are a systems-based team. So their system yep. is so good that they play better. Within it, yeah. You know well, you I mean? touched Whereas on the kick out loss down that side with Blue Light at the start of the year, yeah. And you it, can see it big time. No, it's a big one, but he's a systems player, and it kind of you, you you then think about Nico, who can play, I suppose, off the cuff in multiple positions. It it totally makes sense for you guys, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one which way you go. It's kind of the way you look at Kalen Ponga. Like Kalen plays particularly well at Origin. You know, he's a freak there yeah. and because he can play off the cuff. Like, yeah. when he's not thinking, he's playing his best. Yeah. So, it's... um. What? 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, my thing w- for really that is. would be just watching the pa- Para Penrith game. Yep. Without Cleary doing all the magic at the end, like Luau is nowhere to fucking be seen. I don't know. Well, you want someone else there to like to make those plays without Cleary making all those plays towards the end to just get them to golden point. We touched yeah. on it on Monday. I just love how Hind, uh, how he just plays so up tempo. Yeah. And I think when you've got a, you know like. If you've Origins, got Turbo on the trail, Origins, man, you always need somebody who, you know, like a, you know, match it with Billy Tedesco. Slater and these type of guys previously where you can actually bust the game open because he's got so well, much of that X factor. Goes down short sides, kicks, you know. He, yeah, I just think he's got so much more. The, right the other key thing in, in that discussion, though, is the coach. Credit to the coach because he's prepared to play that way. And, yeah, true. You know, he, he's really, really come up with patterns of play from the start of last season where. He's playing to the strengths of his, his six and seven and one, and then um, some speed and skill on the outside. You know, coming back to the Panthers and your point, Beric, which I think is even more so this year with the Panthers about structure and systems. Um, I've gone back and watched the, uh, the Panthers' last two games. I actually think that they're playing a far more deliberate, um, structured pattern this year on the back of losing a couple of those key guys and they're making their back five do so much more yardage and one pass play work than they did in recent years and you look at that game against the Eels they all their whole intent was to hang in hang in hang in and hope that they might win late well they ended up going into golden point and then losing it that's not necessarily how the Panthers have played over recent years um so uh, I don't know. I, I think if you can match it with them, and if you go through those opening games, um, teams did, and you know they can, their defence is in line, but they're not scoring points. Mm. Okay, Jared, um, you've got to pick up your game. You've got to move up the ladder and the uh, and the tipping comp. We need some some help. So what are your tips this week? Well, going into Sunday when the Warriors won, I thought, here we go, seven from eight, and then uh, dropped the last two. But let's go the Roosters. The Panthers, the Rabbits, the Eagles. Gosh, what happens down at Wollongong? I'm going with the Dolphins. I love their attitude. The Broncos, the Sharks, the Bulldogs. Uh, as I said, I thought the Sharks minus 11.5 was the best of the week. And we're looking for something to play for Chinese for the Wood family on Sunday night. Let's go the Roosters to cover the line tonight. Into the Sharks to cover the line on the weekend. Around at $3.60 with Top Sport. I thought that was the best uh, longest shot play. So, Roosters, what, they're giving five and a half? Five and a half, which I thought was way too low. And the Sharks, mine is 11 and a half, which I also think is way too low. $3.60, all up. What do you reckon, Woody? Do you like that I like that one? it. I also like the Dolphins over St. George. I'm going to go Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think there, Bez? Oh, I don't know. That'll probably be a low game. Um, it won't what, be. The Dolphins are fucking amazing. <laughs> Way better than St. George. <laughs> yeah, right. What about uh, uh, unders overs, Jared? Points uh, points in the in the game. So they've moved well, out a, a little bit in in previous weeks from sort of about thirty seven to forty three, forty four. Yeah, they've gone from thirty nine out to around forty four last week. Come back a little this week because we ended up with a number of games. We expected points that we didn't get them. Um, I thought the best obvious one this week was the Eagles' Knights. That's at Mudgee. Uh, dry game, afternoon. It's on a ground where we always see points. And uh, both teams, I think, are going to be liberal with the football. And uh, I think a very good attacking, entertaining game. And I have to say, Beric, uh, what a great influence uh, Lockie Miller is. He's, he's yeah. just absolute find. And 
some of his play last week and in previous weeks, but last week was just outstanding. He, he's such a difference to that team. Huge difference, mate. I think um, if they could bottle that second half of the Knights, that's as good a footy as I've seen them play. You know, down 14-8, yep. they completed yep. well after half time. They had enough movement within their footy. Some of their shape and everything within the, inside the 20 metres, like inside the attacking half, was brilliant. They executed well, and, and a lot of it, you know, was on the back of a really big shift from their back sort of back three and back sort of four players, if you count their centres and the amount of carries they did to get them out of trouble. So, you yeah. know, I thought um, Greg Marju was really good as well. So, yeah, it poses a big game for them down at Man- Mudgy, I suppose, against Manly. Manly are attacking threats across the park. So, yeah, I think, um, look, if the Knights complete well again and, they, you know, they, they're the disciplined team in this one, they'll give themselves a shot. What's the update there, Barnsley, on injuries? Because they've had a lot out. Have they got many coming back in the next week or two? Um, I think it'll be a relatively settled, similar squad this week. Um, not too sure. Maybe Dom Young comes back. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know there. But um, yeah, I'll be back down there next week and I'll uh, I'll find out. And uh, and Kalen, he's in. How long's his trip to Canada? It shouldn't be too long. I think he was only going to go over there for Short a week stand. to just do the test. So I'm not sure whether he's back now or not yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Big Jer- update on that on that game at Mudgee, guys, is I expect it'll be announced today that Schuster is out and probably out for two to three weeks. Wow. Um, oh, that's so that's for the uh, Kohler and Schuster as key outs for them. And I expect that the Warriors will also announce that Tofu Harris is out. So that's their best forward and probably their key leader. So a couple of key outs, uh, injuries taking their toll across some teams. Uh, what, what about, uh, what sort of trends have we picked up this year, Jared, with the slight sort of uh, tweaks on the rules and the, and the point differentials? And the, one of the reasons we're seeing the comp so close. Well, exactly that. The key talking point through the opening four weeks has been how close the games have been. And you know, we ended up with two golden point games last weekend and multiple games that were very close. And there was an outstanding article by uh, a great analyst, on social media during the course of the week called uh, the Rugby League Eye Test. And he noted that after four rounds, the average margin per game now is down to nine points. Whereas if we go back two years ago, the average margin between teams after four rounds was 18 points. So it's actually mm-hmm. halved. And the other key point into that conversation is that the total points in a game hasn't changed. So we've, we've still got a consistent number of total points, yet the margin between teams has halved. Now, I think the key reasons behind that is that the tweaking of the rules over the last couple of years means that we're seeing less six agains. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have no six agains coming out of your own end, which I think is a blessing. Um, it means that teams are now um, far more competitive without the influence of um, those six agains and some of the rubbish plays that was occurring. Clearly, the 17th team means that we've got a greater and wider distribution of talent. We're now spread across 17, not 16. But the other influence of that is that the bench depth now is a lot thinner across all of those Mm. clubs. And we're seeing more younger players who have less first-grade experience coming off the bench. And so they're not able to influence the game as much yet, given their inexperience. And so we're seeing tighter tighter games. Um, I think it's very good for the competition. It's nice and even. A little bit more tricky if you're trying to find the right angle. Hmm, interesting. Do you think uh, do you think that sort of stays status quo? Do you think during the season? Well, I think it probably does because I think as we pick up injuries, the lack of depth um, is going to mean probably tighter games. 
So uh, I think the trend continues unless we see a top-of-the-table team that is sort of back to near full strength like a Roosters or a Rabbits playing a team at the bottom of the table that's struggling with injuries. Well, then we'll see some wider gaps. But if we go back to last weekend, there was only one big blowout, and that was the last game where the Sharks put the Dragons away. Um, Each of the other seven games were far closer. And, you know, a number of those games, we ended up with big lines where the market expectation was for some blowouts. You know, we expected the Broncos to win more comfortably. We expected the Storm to win more comfortably. Um, So, yeah, a little bit of watch and see, I think, over the coming weeks. Okay, and uh, before we let you go, uh, a few uh, news snippets. Uh, Angus Crichton back in training, so that's that's really good news. Uh, Mitchell Pearce to the Tigers. Uh, Woody, Mitchell Pearce to the Tigers. And... uh, (laughs) No comment. And uh, what is Jack Whiten worth? And is he going to leave? Uh, Do you pay him a million bucks, Barnsley? Well, 900 million. What? They reckon he's on 900. Would you? Like Why if... wouldn't you? No. Well, he's I, their marquee player, I yeah, suppose. Right. You know, I, I just think it's guy. interesting he's gone to market. All right. <laughs> if you could pick a team where he would suit. Like, what's a, what's a team out there? Like, could you get? could he get straight into the Dolphins as a 5'8"? and make them a better side? Would it be North Queensland? Could he play along Hines at Cronulla? Oh, the, 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 Against, Dolphins, the Dolphins Hunter, are definitely... If you've got Herbie Farmworth coming and you, and you chuck him in there as well, they're two real good gets. I, I reckon the Dolphins will have a real crack at him. Yeah, I just don't well, think he leaves, to be honest. But I'm keen to hear what you think, Jared. Oh, I'm the same as you, Beric. I think he's, I think he's testing the market just to see what the value might be out there, You know, pick up some alternate offers that might be... 1.1, 1.2, and then upgrade his deal. He's been there for 14 years. I think he's part of the furniture. I mean, personally, I would love to see him play under Wayne Bennett, yeah. uh, develop his passing game a little bit more. Um, I think at six under Bennett, he'd be fantastic, but I expect that he stays and he's just going through the process of trying to upgrade his deal. And I mean, seriously, what a, what sort of a basket case of the management of the Tigers? Uh, the, the thing that they want to talk about a potential offer of seven fifty a year for Mitchell Pearce is at the back end of his game, when the solution to part of the puzzle was already in front of them twelve months ago. I mean, if it, the the Knights were very keen to trade and pay and buy Luke Brooks, the only stopping issue was the Tigers uh, wouldn't agree on what the transfer was going to be and who was going to pay how much of what the deal was. They could have unloaded Brooks, they could have kept Hastings and been in a far better position moving forward into this season. And now they're clutching at straws and looking at a guy at the back end of his career on an expensive deal, which will, in my opinion, also unbalance their salary cap. It's just, you know, as Jack it's, used to say, yeah. fish rot from the head down. Well, you think about it, like, all that stuff is common sense, Jared. And the Tigers, for about, I don't know, close to five maybe 10 years, haven't had that. No. They buy well, people at, at the end of their career and pay them heaps of money and they go nowhere and then they start again. Would you sign him, Bunsy, at the Tigers? Um, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Don't even bother asking. I'd, you know, yeah. I think it's a, great, it's a great reunion regarding his dad and everything I, like no. that. I, and the I'd, whole I'd, have him there. For, I'd have him for three under, not seven. Surely fifth. he'll make your team better. Yeah. You'd hope. I just don't think if it's seven fifty a season for three seasons, I don't think there's, I don't, I don't like the value on that. But if it's like three hundred a season, I'll three fifty. I think that's as much as I pay him three fifty a season. Well, the, the, the bottom or maybe line some big is, incentives yeah. if he plays heaps of games or something like that. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, are you going to let somebody go? If you're going to bring Mitchell Pearce in at 750 uh, and let Brooks go, I actually think that that's a smart deal because Mitchell yeah. Pearce w- w- would outplay Brooks nine games out of ten every every month. Mate, right? I would play. I would outplay Luke Brooks. My, my cousin just sent me a text saying, Pearce is better than Brooks. I said, I just replied, I'm better than Brooks. I've never played a game of footy in my life. I've never tackled anyone. Oh, God, it's harsh. It's got to be. Right, uh, Jared. Well, we'll sign off on that. We'll let you get to your meeting. Uh, thanks very much for your contribution. Uh, people, people are loving it out there. Um, and if you want to back Jared's bets, get on Top Sport and have get a crack. Get into it. Yep. We'll catch Go you on Monday. Go to Shark Park. And, See you, Jared. And, and the Dragons at Wollongong. See you, mate. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, eh? Um, what are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we reading this week, boys? Uh, I've, what have I started watching? I started watching the uh, Make It or Break It on the surfing. Pretty cool. Kind of like their, their, their thing, uh, same sort of stuff as Drive to Survive or... Yep, or, behind um, the scenes. Yeah, full swing, like, yeah, behind the scenes stuff. What's yeah. it on, mate? It's on, um, it's on... It's Apple, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's on Apple, oh, yeah. yeah. Apple TV, um, yeah, worth a watch. It's got some really cool stuff on, on Kelly. You get a lot of good, good stuff out of just watching what he's doing and just sort of, you can tell it's all sort of coming to an end. For Kelly? Know. Yeah. I feel like he's... Is he, is he actually going to turn up at Bell's? He's here. He's, in, oh, he's, he's here. on the Goldie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right he's in Oz. I mean, I, I, he's got every chance. I just looked at the forecast just a second ago. The waves for Bell's look awful. So okay. he's got, he, he probably needed to be really good to get a, he needs a result. There is, he, he had pretty bad results in all three events. He got dead last in the last one and it's looking pretty bad conditions wise for Bell's. Oh, he, if it was bummer. big and good. He could probably do pretty well, but I don't know. He might struggle down there. He's 51 years old. I know. It's so crazy to think. Like, it just sucks. It, I, I don't know. Movie-style script. He probably should have won pipe and maybe just... Retired. Retired. But this is how much of a lunatic he is. They're, you're in an Olympic selection year. It's at Chopes. The previous win he had was in 2017 at Chopes. I think his worst ever finish at Chopes is maybe a third or a fifth. He very rarely loses there. So if, it, if he got that. to the Olympics, like he is not a, he's a clever cat. He would, he, you could throw him against John, I reckon, 10 foot. At, I mean, he beat him last time. At Chopes. At Chopes. Imagine John and him going for the Olympic gold medal at 10 foot Chopes next wow. year. You know what I mean? Wow. He is every chance of getting through crew. Is there any way he doesn't qualify for the Olympics or he's already in? No, he doesn't qualify yet. He, he hasn't qualified it's yet. It's on where you finish this season. So, so John at, will definitely be one, will he? Uh, at this stage, I think John's and Griffin are the two top. Griffin. Because they take Hawaii in America. Is Chloe yeah. and Dino still involved? Yeah, in but yeah. He's, he's, he's I think he's going well. as bad as Kelly or right. about. So there's every chance he doesn't qualify for the States too? No, yeah. At this stage... They're not even making the cutoff. Yeah. So they've yeah. got Bells and Margies for Kelly to jump back in. And if, if he can get over the line and maybe get in there, he's got the pool. And mm. It's an exciting thought for a 51-year-old. Gee, that'd be a at, story. At, it, you'd put him against anyone at Pipe and Chobes. So, and in August too, when the Olympics are on next year, it's big generally mm. all the time there then. So I know that'd be in his head. He'd be like, fuck, if I could get there. I'm every chance at a medal. I'm every chance at a gold. 
Oh, I just love his ruthlessness. No, it's oh, not ruthless. Just it's how just like he's, he's just drive. how much he yeah, loves dro- it. Yeah, yeah. And that would be his last hurrah. He didn't get to go to the Olympics last time because Chloe and John got ahead of him, and Chloe only just got ahead of him. Mm. Where's so. he go next? Does he go big wave surfing? What's he do? Because it seems like he can't turn the tap off on his competitiveness or just his will to want to. He might compete. get a few wild cards. At, he'll probably get a wild card, you'd imagine, at Pipe and Chopes and a few good wave spots like that, I'd imagine, wherever he wants to be. But I can see him really improving maybe board technology. So the way they build boards and the materials they use, I'd say you'll probably get down the rabbit hole on that, fin design, like the whole design side of stuff, he's really on top of. Might make a better wave pool. Yeah. He might be the first guy to fucking surf the moon. I don't know. Like, what about your mate Aaron Rodgers? Have you you, you up to speed with what yeah, he's done this reasonably week? Reasonably up to speed. So he's had. Uh, I don't know. I think I could probably do a a dark retreat. So you just live in the dark for maybe three or four hours. He did it for four days. He did it for four nights. Yeah, so just five days. Confinement basically. What? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's no phones, no lights, no TVs, no, nothing. You just eat. In they, like, just bring, they just bring in meals. You're in it like you're in a pretty sick spot, and it's got you know it's like a sick unit. Be as you know probably half the size of condos, and you know bed, a uh, place where you can sit on a couch and think. It's just about, I guess, clearing your head and thinking. On, I guess he was, he's got a decision to make on whether he retires before he goes to the Jets or changes, but. Is he going to the Jets? Well, that's a talk. He wants to, yeah. and they're trying to negotiate on what yeah. they're going to get back for him. Swaps and all the rest of it. But he can retire away the season and just sign for free. So there's like, he can do, he, he, the ball's mostly in the Packers' court to get what they want. But he could easily retire and then just not sit out the year and then come back. and <laughs> Like there's a way for them to, like if they're not going to play ball with the Jets and go, oh, we're not going to trade you or we want more or whatever. You've been yeah. listening, listening, watching anything, Barnsley? No, not too much. I've been, been pretty, uh, yeah. Under the weather, I'm trying to think. I watched that, uh, that Madoff thing on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie yeah. Madoff. Is that your world condo? He was, an, he, he was an investor in our fund. Was he? Yep. When it all blew up. Yep. Really? Yep. So yep. he was investing in your funds? Yeah. Not so obviously with his, his Ponzi scheme didn't invest in anything. But uh, well, the Madoff fund did, yeah. They used to invest in other funds because he okay. had... I think maybe at the – and we're talking what, uh, when it blew up, like seven, eight. So it's a long time ago. I think maybe 10 billion under management. Yeah, maybe nine, nine. people had given him $19 yeah. billion. Dollars. That's just given him. And I reckon what he was playing around mm. with was something like $68 billion or something. Holy so under, did, In a Ponzi scheme. And do you understand how it all worked? It's super I interesting. I kind of do. Like yeah. it was, it's so what he do is, is let's just say I'm invested with Madoff and then yeah. you're a new investor – so you say, okay, I'm going to give you a billion dollars this month. Is he, well, his sons, he had all the family yeah. involved and whatever. They tweaked the returns so the returns would be paid out quarterly or, or biannually or whatever. New investor had come in, so he'd sort of yeah. top that up. Yeah, he topped it, just, it all up and until it just, he ran uh, out of money. Yeah, and just rolled and rolled and just rolled. The, the no, 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 he got, he, he, no, it wasn't ran out of money. No, he was identified. No, 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 no he did. He'd yeah. run out of. He couldn't pay the people back anymore. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. The but GFC, no, no but. but there were no, but there were people behind the that that um sounded off the sirens. Oh yeah, but they've been sounding off sirens since the year two thousand, and yet no one did a proper background check. On no, the no, no. They'd been sounding off the sirens about his continued ridiculous returns, not the fact that they actually started to find evidence. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, well. that not all of it is a hundred percent. 
I would say oh the show you watched yeah. you reckon was right oh no right. Like, it's 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 close I'd say it's yeah. about eighty percent. Yeah, but there were stuff. There, there were things behind the scenes. Did you know about him? Did you think he was a crook? Or oh, what? we knew. We no, we knew about him because he invested in our farm. Yeah, and um, but uh, I'll give you an idea of the effect that it had. So we had, uh, at the time, we had one point two billion under management, and he had like fifteen billion. And it, and the knock on effect when people realise that and all the rest of it, we went from one point two billion to one hundred and fifty million in about two months. Wow. 150 billion? No, 150 million where people retrieve funds because they couldn't get money out of Madoff's fund. Oh. Because they were hurting so much there when everyone realized it, everybody ran for the door, yeah. tried to get out straight away, and then funds that didn't have um, you know, categories where they had gates up where you had stipulations on when money when money was pulled and we were one of those. Um <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty crazy. Pretty the, biggest, the biggest takeaway for me is just don't put your eggs in the one basket. No way. The people who just invested only with him Fucking saw God. everything disappear. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking. Oh, I yeah, like I it. think the other thing too is you just got to do so much due diligence. Yeah, but even the people did. The people who did their best. And the SEC cleared him so many mm. times. Like, how do you not trust the regulatory agencies? Oh, yeah. The only ones policing It was it. very yeah. well run. Yeah. Very well run. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. It was, uh, yeah. So I've got a little shout out to all the Instagram followers of the ball and all. I want you to write your name. And if you go for New South Wales, I want to hear your one through to 13. So pick your team. Pick your team. I want you starting 13 and then I want your bench. Yep. With your name. And we're going to read a few of the teams out. You can go for Queensland. You go for New South Wales. Let's get a bit of interaction. Anyone out there that's in the tipping comp. Love it, Woody. I want to see if we can get any left-winged ideas like my Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary in the halves, but yeah. So uh, a, bit of, uh, a bit of housekeeping on that front. We've still got three guys standing in the knockout. Um, they all took the same side uh, last weekend, so we'll see uh, 7.55 tonight. We'll see what the tips are. I might yeah. even blast it out on Instagram and uh, we'll see how that's going to roll. And we've got about 18 people in front of us. Which, so we well, just, so basically just in front of you. That's yeah. pretty yeah, much but, what you yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but you guys are only one or two off me, and we, I don't think any of us have used jokers. Wow. Yeah. So we've got till round nine before we have to shower people with gifts. That's right. Um, and uh, I think, uh, secondly, uh, we've got uh, Joel Parker, small potty, coming up in the next couple of weeks to raise money for disabled mm-hmm. surfing, which is fantastic that Joel's going to give us um, give, us, give us a night down at uh, Mezza's new pizza pasta. Exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. I think Joel's excited too, wouldn't he? Yeah, you? yeah. Um, it's so something that's close to his heart. <laughs> yeah. The tickets sold out in an hour, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty we, sold, good. we sold 80 tickets in an hour and I've got about 30 on the, on the wait list. Hopefully... There yeah, could be know, some murders in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> Someone's uh, and uh, and we're, we're going to launch the Ross Clark Jones one this weekend, so it's about Perfect. a month out. Uh, that'll be a big shindig. We've got Azteca margaritas back. We've got um, Yulies. Everyone's going to be there like the Mick Fanning night. Uh, we'll be doing sponsors ads. Uh, <laughs> I spent an hour on the phone last night to Vaughan yeah. Blakey. Jeez, he's got some good ideas, boys. I'm not going to... I'm, I'm fired up. I'm not going to let you in on I'm the I'm going to get that suit back good. out. Yep, get, <laughs> the suit's coming back out. Uh, that's a wrap, boys. All right. Awesome. Epic. Have a Don't good get struck out. by lightning. And, and go the Dragons. smoke here we only set fire through the microphones <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>